The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss product-led go-to-market and why you should care about it. Joining us is Natalie Marcatulio, who is the head of growth at Novatic, which empowers go-to-market teams to instantly create interactive product demos. Novatic lets companies give prospects hand-on access to their product earlier in the buying journey and on their own time. And today, Natalie and I are going to discuss how to go product-led in seven days. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Natalie Marcatulio, the head of growth at Novatic. Natalie, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me, Ben. Excited to have you on the show. Excited to talk a little PLG with you. That's product-led growth. It is kind of the buzzword of the, I don't know if it's the buzzword of this year, but let's go with it. Hey, it's the buzzword of 2022. How can people be more product-led? Let's start off with the definition. What do you consider to be product-led growth? This is definitely a controversial one in the PLG industry because for the longest time, I think it was just free trials freemium, right? Like, did you have a free trial or not? If you did, you're PLG. If you don't, then go out the window. What we're seeing and sort of what we're pushing a little bit is a more expansive definition of PLG. So just throughout your entire life cycle, right? Doesn't just have to be on the website, but throughout all your marketing, sales, customer success, how can you just lead with your product rather than let's say just leaving with descriptions or how can you make sure that you actually show or give a chance to get hands-on with the product? You know, that's always a big gripe for me. Whenever I am looking specifically at your B2B SaaS type offerings, I want to know what the product looks like, what it does, what the user experience is, not just, hey, give me some sort of feature summaries. And generally, you get a screenshot on the homepage to try to figure out, well, what am I actually going to be working with? What's the environment look like? So talk to me a little bit about how we can move from our marketing jargony websites to try to drive people to a demo that they don't want to go just to see what the product is to more of a product-led growth strategy. I think you nailed it right on the head. We're kind of making steps and we have been making steps there. For the longest time, it was all value-based marketing and selling. But then now every B2B SaaS website you look at claim they can 5X your pipeline. And at some point, that's really cool that you can do that, but I need to know how you're actually going to get us there. And that's where I think this product-led motion comes in. And we've started websites putting in the screenshots, adding in GIFs, trying to give hints towards the product. But what we've heard from customers is 
a lot of times the screenshots get outdated in a week. You know, if you have a great product team, they're pushing updates, suddenly that UI is updated, you have to go in, change it out, or just they don't offer enough information where they don't necessarily seem trustworthy to the buyer. So instead of just those traditional channels or methods, what we've seen our customers try and go are these interactive product demos. So basically like a try before you buy experience for software, just a way to get hands on and kind of walk through the product without having to set up a free trial or talk to a sales rep. All right. So the title of this episode is going product led in seven days. That means you have to build a product team, figure out your go to market strategy, rebuild your websites, launch interactive demos, figure out how to onboard your customers. And we've got seven days to do it. And I'm assuming we're going to take Sunday off. So we've got six days to go. How do we do all of that so quickly? You hit on it perfectly where usual PLG motion is you have to re-entire do your go-to-market strategy. Really with these interactive demos, they're all no code. So rather than having to bother your engineering team, redo your entire go-to-market function, all you need to do is create one of these, which generally it takes our customers about an hour to make one and then embed it on your website like you'd embed a video. So really the same amount of lift we generally say as creating a product video. Walk me through that process. How is it as easy to go product-led that quickly in the effort that it would take creating a demo video? That can't just be that simple. Walk me through the process in a little bit more detail. I think the hardest part is honestly figuring out what you want to show and what you want to tell. Free trials, all that generally require, again, engineering teams require a lot of setup. And that's where a lot of the time comes from. It's on the marketing end, right? You generally know what features customers are interested in, what they want to buy, how to sell that. It's really on just trying to get the resources to help you out. So by cutting out that side and just having it entirely owned by marketing, the long part is really figuring out again, like what's the story? What are you going to highlight? Getting everyone improved internally. Once you have all that, the actual building of the interactive demos is pretty simple. I always call it like taking fancy screenshots. You just put those together, put them in a nice story, and then you have a link that you can share out. So what makes a good product-led demo video? What are some of the key points that you think you need to hit? Number one is keeping it as brief as possible. So we find that with these interactive demos, people are tempted to treat it as if it was an entire demo, especially if the sales team is involved. You know, they want to show every single feature like they would on a product demo. But really, these are just meant to kind of draw your interest in and get users or visitors to your website to want to go take that full length demo, to want to go do your free trial. It's not meant to replace those things necessarily. So keep them really short. Our best performing interactive demos, only about like five to 10 steps. So really simple, straightforward. Some other best practices is these are click-through demos, so they are interactive. It looks and feels like you're actually using the software. But throughout it, embed CTAs. Again, like you're trying to push them towards wanting to spend more time. So we always say like every five, 10 steps, give them the option to keep going or see if they want to talk to your team or sign up for a free trial. So when you're walking through a demo video, you're going through one linear use case. Here's my product. I'm going to use it to do X, Y, and Z activities. And here is the output. But I'm assuming that most brands have multiple ICPs. How do you think about who you're creating that demo video for? And are you creating multiple demo videos for multiple use cases for multiple product types? Or are you just creating a one size fits all? This is actually a pretty common misconception with interactive demos. They're actually not videos. And what you highlighted is kind of exactly the limitations of videos. With one video, it's generally a 30 minute walkthrough where you have to go through the entire thing to maybe find that one section you cared about or that one part that resonates with you. With these interactive demos, what we have is kind of a choose your own adventure model. 
where you can go in and say, I really only care about, let's say the analytics portion of your product, or I'm an accountant, so I only really care about the accounting features that speak to me. You can go in and choose your own adventure and choose that path rather than having to watch a 30 minute video. You can just click through 10 steps and say like, oh, I get how this works for me. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. So you mentioned that there's a choose-your-own-adventure and that there's interaction within this video. It is not just a static video. Talk to me about what some of the ways you can drive more engagement, more adoption in these product-led videos to be able to keep not only the prospects interested, but get them over the hump and get them to whatever the next stage in the buying process is. I'd say the biggest way that we drive that engagement and interaction is the fact that it really looks and feels like you're using the software. If you're going to the website, you wouldn't know that this is necessarily not your product being embedded in the website itself. So when you get through those aha moments, rather than someone else experiencing it, you're clicking through yourself and you get to experience aha moment directly from the first time you go to someone's website, which is much earlier, let's say in the buying cycle. Usually you don't get that aha moment until you've purchased the software, you've implemented it, you've onboarded, that can be months away. So really just having the nature of these interactive demos being that almost clone replica of your product itself, but in a more guided fashion where you can show, oh, this is the most important part you should talk to, or this is what users usually care about at first. That's generally what drives that interest and drive them to the next step to want to do the free trial or talk to your sales rep. So you're basically taking a video capture of the actual product, not me talking through how to use it. Is there an audio component to your PLG demo? We actually don't have an audio component, and that's a little purposeful. It's supposed to be more your feeling of actually using it and kind of on your own hands rather than just feeling like a video that you're being told to do like a homework assignment. This is a little more, okay, I want to explore it, get hands-on, understand myself, and walk myself through it. So what's the difference between an actual freemium version and what you're doing when you're creating this PLG marketing strategy? 
So number one, I'd say the fact that this is no code versus a freemium version, your engineering team would probably take, we've heard anywhere from six months on the low end to two years to create. For the user and user experience, there's no setup. So I actually was at a PLG company before this. I was a customer of Novatic and we ended up switching over because we had a PLG motion where you had to import your data to see any value. And we see this often with B2B SaaS, right? You have to import some data, do an integration before you get to that aha moment or even can start using the software. So the difference is this is all set up for you. It's a perfect kind of demo environment where you don't have to do any work. You can just immediately jump in and see that value. So I understand that there's a difference between creating a video that maybe even has some interactive components to an actual walkthrough of the product with essentially dummy data where you don't need a freemium model. Give me some use cases for where how brands are actually using this sort of dummy version of your product instead of creating their own freemium version. A few different ones come to mind. First is the embed on the website. So on your homepage, on your product pages, just having either gated or ungated really up to the customer. Quick, like I said, 10-step tour that they can then go and choose their own adventure after. Just putting it right there. So when they first enter the homepage, rather than kind of those gifts that you're typically used to seeing, getting to kind of play around with it first thing. We also see specifically, I mentioned product pages themselves. And this is where rather than doing a long demo for the multiple different use cases, you might just show that one feature that you want to highlight. Get across really fast how you'd use that feature rather than pictures. And also that kind of invites some exploration where if they try the one feature, it might naturally progress them to want to use another one rather than images, right? You only can really see one thing. You don't get a full idea of the product. We've also seen customers using this beyond the website entirely. So in prospecting and email nurture, using it in marketing campaigns to send out when someone might not be ready to book a demo yet or might not be in the place to buy, but they want to see your software, using it as a CTA and ads has been a really interesting one as well. Yeah, I think that this also has a potential use case for getting feedback from your customers. Hey, we're building this new feature to do X, Y, and Z. Here's a PLG version of the unlaunched feature. Can you tell us how you think about this or what's confusing? So it's not necessarily just a marketing user acquisition strategy and also be used as a product development strategy. I guess the last question I have for you today is, great, I can create this interactive demo. People can tour through my products and services, get a feel for how things are working, get a little bit more depth without having to go through the sales process, without having to get a live demo. But one of the reasons that why live demos are great is you have a salesperson there to do some promotion, do some selling, actually drive people across the finish line. So what's the end outcome when you're thinking about sales for these types of product-led growth strategies? I think that's a really important point to pull out because we get sometimes people asking us, I don't want my sales team to be replaced. My sales team can demo the product the best. I want them showing it. And we're not trying to replace your sales team. If anything, we've seen that sometimes more people will enter the sales funnel because they just want a little taste. Like they might not have been ready just yet to jump onto the full demo. But if you make these short and engaging, then they'll be ready. And then when you're on that call, you won't have to do that generic high-level overview of the platform. Prospects already have an idea in mind of what the product does. So you can jump right into important discovery, going into more advanced features. It kind of takes away some of that high-level part of the demo that we're all a little bit sick of and let the prospects do their own research as we're seeing more and more prospects are doing more research independently before the buying journey. When I was a kid, I used to love going with my mom to the C's candy store. And the reason was every time you'd walk in, the lady behind the counter 
would give you a free half of a piece of candy. It was just a taste to figure out if you liked something that was new or one of the products that maybe they had a little extra on the shelf of. And as it turns out, not only was it something that got us into the store, but it also gave an idea of some other products that we might want to buy ourselves. My point here is, A, C's candy is delicious, and B, giving that free sample can be a hook to get your customers to engage more, to get them want to move farther into the buying process. It's not necessarily replacing your sales team. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Natalie Marcatulio, the head of growth at Nevatic. Join us again tomorrow when Natalie and I continue the conversation talking about shifting the customer journey to being buyer first. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Natalie, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her company's handle is at Nevatic, that's N-A-V-A-T-T-I-C, or you can visit her company's website, which is nevatic.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schapp, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.